Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Nice to see you this morning. Just a few gathered in there as uh, come in from the snow and all those things. Anyway, good to see you. The usual notices are in there. There's a lunch for those interested in membership today after the second service. And on Sunday, the 24th of March, there's a newcomer's lunch. So if you haven't been to one of those before or you're fairly new to the church, would like to come and find out a wee bit more, that's probably the one for you. Uh, Sunday, the 24th of March, after the second service. Again, could you let myself or Anne know if you'd like to come to that? There are various prayer opportunities throughout this week. And you'll see a note also from the Prayer and Spirituality Hub with some ideas of things that we could be doing during Lent to help us focus on Jesus. David's preaching this morning from John 9 and uh, the opening of the eyes of the man born blind. And I'm going to use that as our theme as we open in prayer today. So let's pray together. Lord God, as we gather here, we ask that you would please indeed open our eyes today to see you, to see Jesus. And open our ears and help us to listen to what you have to say. As we reach out to you, trying to express our love and worship of you, may you work among us by your Holy Spirit to strengthen our faith and renew our hope. Through Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Joy, please come and lead us. morning. I'd like to just read a few verses from Psalm 27. It's a Psalm of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. We're gathered here in the house of God to gaze on his beauty and to seek his face. Please stand with me as we worship. We're going to uplift an offering during the second song.
other name besides yours by which we can be saved. As we cry holy, chains will break and mountains bow down at your glory and your power. Help us to know that power in our lives. Open our eyes that we might see you more clearly and worship you in spirit and in truth. And we give you thanks for these offerings that we bring to you as a token of thanksgiving, as a token of our love for you. Would you bless them and use them for the glory of your kingdom? In Jesus' name, amen. Please have a seat. Good morning, everyone. My name's Alan Donaldson, uh, as well as worshiping here regularly or irregularly as my work demands. Um, I also look after the Baptist Union of Scotland, which is our family of churches which KBC belongs to. Does anybody know what the B means in KBC? Yeah. Baptist, well done. Did you know you're not the only KBC in Scotland? There are several KBCs in Scotland. There's one only about 10 miles away at Knightswood, KBC, and there's another one up at Kirkwall Baptist Church, and there may be others, but I can't remember them just now. But KBC is a common phrase used in Scotland for the name of a church. And this year, the Baptist family in Scotland has a huge celebration going on, and I've brought one of the things from our celebration with us, and it's this. It's actually quite hard to hold on to with a microphone, so I might get somebody to hold it for me in a minute. But has anybody seen anything similar to this in the past? It might help if I start doing this with it. Does that help? It does help. Anybody guess what it's like, similar to? Yes? The Olympic torch, did you just say? You're absolutely right if that's what you said. Fantastic. I've got a couple of photographs of Olympic torches and Commonwealth batons up there, but you didn't need that hint. That's right, it's a, it's a baton or an Olympic torch. And the whole idea of the Olympic torch was it travelled around the country with a message inside it and to tell you that something was about to happen. And of course, in 2012, it was to tell you that the Olympics were coming. Well, this is the same idea. It's been traveling around Baptist churches. It's actually going up to the other KBCs. It's going to be at Kirkwall Baptist Church. It's going to be in Knightswood Baptist Church. It's going to be in Kirky Baptist Church. It's already been up to Ellen near Aberdeen, uh, away up there. It, it's going all over the place. It's going up to Shetland in my suitcase somehow in a few weeks' time. And uh, it, it's traveling around, and it's actually got three messages in it. And I wonder if somebody could come and help me, because it's getting a bit heavy. Yeah, you come, you look strong enough to hold on to it. You could use two arms. How's your reading? Are you a good reader? Oh, fantastic. Come here. If you just hold it with two hands, that's brilliant. Can you read that little bit there for me, the numbers? Eighteen sixty-nine and two thousand and nineteen. Fantastic. Which, if you do the sums between them, means anybody done it in their head yet? No. My goodness. Eighteen sixty-nine to twenty nineteen. It's an easy sum. A hundred and fifty years between them. So the Baptist family in Scotland is celebrating one hundred and fifty years. If you flick on to the next slide for me, so that's the first message. We've got a birthday party happening in hundred and fifty to celebrate one hundred and fifty years. The second message is right up the top. Can you hold it high for me? Right up high, brilliant. This here is the logo of the Baptist family in Scotland. Do you see the cross and also the crown on top? And if you swing it round, can you twist it for me? Fabulous. 
doesn't matter what angle you look at it, you see the cross and the crown. And the cross reminds us that Jesus is our Savior, and the crown reminds us that he's our Lord and King. And that's been the theme of our Baptist family for the last 50 years, that we remember Jesus as Savior and as Lord. There's one other message on it. Can you read it? It starts here, and you've got to spin it round as you read it. Give me also springs of water. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Give me also springs of water. It's, it's a verse in the Bible. It's actually repeated a couple of times in the Old Testament, and it's somebody's request to their father. They live in a dry land where nothing grows, and they say to their dad, Dad, would you give me some springs of water so that things would come to life? And that's our prayer for Scotland, that God would pour out his spirit on this nation. You okay? Yep. Where God would pour out his spirit on this nation and things would happen. Good things would happen. Holy lives would start. Churches would grow and all sorts of fun things. Now, one last thing. It has a message inside it or it has something inside it. I think we should open it up and have a look. Can I get a swap? While I open this up, oh, there's a pen. Pop that down there. There's a scroll inside. Can you hold the microphone next to me? Yeah, that's great. I'll talk into the microphone. Sorry, folks, I'm down here for now. It tells me, first of all, that the wood is 150 years old, just like the Baptist Union of Scotland. Oh, and it tells me the GPS coordinates for the two trees that it comes from. So if everyone's been on a treasure hunt, you can go find them. They're in the Duke of Buclus estate at Drumlanrig Castle. So if you're down there that one day, contact us, we'll get you the notes. Let's have a look in this scroll. Oh, lots of writing on this one, isn't there? And lots of signatures. And this is all the places it's been. Dumbarton, Perth, Ellen, Larkhall, Fife, Aberdeen, Port Lethen, Motherwell, Irvine, and today Kirkintyre. How's your handwriting? Can you sign your name? Brilliant. Well, I'm going to get you to sign your name. Can you do it up at this table? Fantastic. Could somebody just come and give me a hand here? Maybe a grown-up. Thanks. There you go. If you hold the scroll open for him. Then I'll just get him to sign underneath the last signature. So you want to be signing it just there. Fabulous. And then everybody will know next week or the week after that when we take it to another church that it's been here. You've been part of the 150th celebration. And everywhere that this goes, we say the same prayer together. A prayer that ask God to come and bless the nation of Scotland. Thank you very much. You've been a star. And so I want you to ask you if you'll stand with me. And like Baptist churches throughout the country, we're going to pray this prayer together that's on the screen. Let's pray together. Give us also springs of water. O giver of good gifts, let our hearts know refreshment in your word and your presence. 
our families grow in the knowledge of you and our churches be known as communities of grace and bearers of truth. Irrigate this land, we pray, O Lord. Let springs of living water flow through this nation, that this dry, parched nation might sprout and grow, flourish and blossom, bear fruit for generations to come. Amen. Amen. Take a seat for a minute. And on my very last slide, it tells us where this baton's going to finish its journey. And it's really got two destinations. One's on the 29th of September, where almost every Baptist church in Scotland will be having a celebration that day uh, to, to mark the 150th birthday. And then on the 2nd of November, there's a special day in Motherwell. Now, for you guys, that you're lucky, because Motherwell's just down the road. When I say this in Lerwick, they're going to have to go. I'm not going to get there. But for you guys, it's just down the road. And we've got a day organized, a big church day out at Motherwell with a 1,000 people in the Civic Center. We've got a wonderful youth theater company coming along uh, to do something called The Fisherman's Tale. It was last shown at the Edinburgh Fringe. We've got Amazonia from M&D's Amusement Park coming to talk about BMS missionaries in Brazil. And they're going to have the snakes and the spiders and all those fun things for you to handle and play with. So you come along and have a great day out without your family. There's going to be TED Talks for the adults. And there's going to be afternoon tea for folks who like that sort of stuff. Uh, so look out for the advertising and book into that. And you'll see the final destination of this. And if you want your photograph taken with a baton later on, I'll, I'll have it in with the tea and coffee. And you can take some selfies with the baton and put them on Facebook or Twitter or whatever you do with them. People are doing it everywhere, so you'll be linking in with people all around the country. Thanks very much. The children are going to leave now, the children and young people, for their time of learning together. been really challenged by some verses in 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 in this past week and I just wanted to share them with you. Um, they came up two or three times in my daily readings and they're um, words from one of the songs that we sang last Sunday morning. The Lord said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. And Paul goes on to say, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power might rest on me. And I wonder how many of us struggle sometimes during the week to live out the words that we have sung and heard on Sunday mornings. The song that we sang last Sunday, my, your grace is enough, more than I need, at your word I will believe. And I'm sure if I asked each person in this room, all of you would have some situations that you're facing that you find challenging, that you find difficult, 
that you need God's grace for. It could be major things. It could be loss or bereavement, health issues, family breakdown. It could be just the day-to-day things, a difficult toddler, sleepless nights, somebody at work who you find it difficult to get along with, and just general pressures of life. It doesn't matter what we're going through. We need God's grace. And he says, my grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in your weakness. So we're going to sing that song again this morning. Um, The song goes on to say, your word I will believe. And do we really take God at his word? Do we really believe that and live that out on Monday morning, um, on Thursday night, when it's getting near the end of the week and we're tired and irritable? Do we still know that his grace is enough for us? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. So I'd encourage you to think about the words of this song as we we sing it just now and take it with you into this week. Let's stand.
presence. We fall at your feet and we bring you our worship and our praise. We thank you for all that you have done for us. You gave your life freely on the cross that we might have that relationship with you. Help us to rest in your presence, to know your power in our lives and to know that you are enough, that your grace is enough for every situation that we face. And so as David comes to speak to us, would you open our eyes, open our ears and our hearts to hear what you want to say to us. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> 